Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. We are on the Blog Talk Radio Network, iHeartMedia, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you download your podcast and subscribe. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend to subscribe as well. I'm Burke Allen in our studios in Washington, D.C. And the Big Time Talker podcast is a service of our friends at SpeakerMatch.com. SpeakerMatch is the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you are a speaker, maybe you've been sidelined by COVID, but you're starting to to begin looking for speaking opportunities again. Or if you're a a meeting planner, maybe you, uh, you do meetings for your service organization, your company, your group, find one another, speakers and meeting planners at speakermatch.com. Our guest on today's show is award-winning author Barry Kinzel. He's written a variety of books, uh, but the one I want to talk to him about first is an amazing story. The book is Heart of a Lion, Our Journey of Faith and Courage uh, by Willie and Brenda Burton. Barry was the, the co-author of this book, and it's uh, it's a memoir of Willie and Brenda, um, and it's also his first nonfiction book. Um, Willie was uh, was born a fighter. He had cerebral palsy, um, and and more. And uh, it's just this is an incredible story. I don't want to give it all away. I want to ask Barry about it. Uh, Barry Kinzel joins us on the Big Time Talker podcast. Barry, first of all, welcome to the show. How did you first learn? about this incredible story of this athlete with cerebral palsy. Thank you, Burke, for having me. Um, When it comes to Willie, it was an odd way that I came to be involved. When his story is such that there was an E60 presentation, because his background is is that he worked, he wrestled for four years at, at Fairdale High School near Louisville, Kentucky, with cerebral palsy. He lost every match but one, which he won on senior night. It was such a compelling story that all four years that he was in high school, ESPN was following him. And when he won that match on senior night, they decided that they were going to do an E60 presentation on him. So someone up near Cincinnati, Ohio, which I'm in northern Kentucky, so I'm near Cincinnati, had seen the video. He contacted someone that he knew that said, I think this family would like to have help in getting their story told. So he contacted a friend of his who knew me. And so he said, I don't know how to get a book published, but I bet Barry does. And so um, this man met with me. He showed me the video. And I said, I think I can help you get this published, but I want to write it. Things evolved from there. I went to Louisville with him and interviewed with the Burton family, and I got the job. So Willie Burton, uh, and by the way, the book is is called Heart of a Lion. It's won all these awards. The Mom's Choice Gold Medal Award winner, Next Generation Indie Book Award, a finalist, Reader's Favorite, Silver International Book Award. Um, I can just go on and on. There, there are awards plastered on the cover of this thing. This This is the story of Willie uh with cerebral palsy who how, how does that work exactly he, he has uh, cerebral palsy but he joins the wrestling team so walk me through that I, I love these kinds of stories that amazing uh, uh story how did how did that all come to be well when it came time for him to go to high school 
his mother took him to the high school as a freshman for orientation. And he saw this table set up by the wrestling team. And he said, he was looking at it and he said, I want to be a wrestler. Well, the way it worked was his mother said, well, I don't know about that, but if you want to try, you can. Well, the way it works a lot of times with wrestling teams, if you pass the physical, you're allowed to be on the team. And they basically weed out who can't compete by difficult practices and hard training. And well, a lot how does a people, kid with cerebral palsy pass uh, a physical to get on the team? Well, his doctor said it was okay. Wow. So, so the way it worked is Willie could not use his legs and he had a bad uh, left arm or right arm. I'm sorry. So anyway, when he uh, showed up for practice, and this is all you can see this in the ESPN video, which is called willpower. Uh, his coaches said, man, I don't know about this. And so when they would practice and they'd run sprints and that he had to crawl down the floor uh, while they were all running. And he basically ended up in a weight class because he was a smaller person at the time. And he ended up in a, in a low weight class. <clears throat> and a lot of times, uh, he was wrestling against smaller uh, opponents. And so at the same time, he kept losing and he got discouraged. And But he almost became the, the heart of their team. Because sure. when I interviewed for the book, I interviewed his teammates and his coaches and his physical therapists and all those people. And those guys on the team said, man, our practices were so hard and, and wrestling is so hard, but they said, man, if Willie can do this, we can all do it. Well, sure. Barry Kinzel is our guest. He's the author of the award-winning book, Heart of a Lion, and also a companion book called Willie, a Super Friend, available from Headline Books at Amazon.com and, and bookstores everywhere. Uh, and you visit Barry at his website, barrykbooks.com to find out more about this, this incredible story. So he was born with cerebral palsy, but also was born addicted to crack cocaine, right? Yeah, because the, the way the story uh, plays out is he was adopted um, by two people that were in their 40s at the time, uh, Brenda Burton being his mother. And when he got adopted, they didn't realize that he had all the difficulties that he had. And his mother was given the baby up for adoption through their church. And they did all the inquiries of her. And she said she never took drugs and all, but she had. And so he was addicted to crack cocaine in which, you know, you call him a crack baby. So he, that was the first thing he had to overcome in his early days. So this kid has an awful lot going against him. Um, and, and I can imagine that interviewing him with cerebral palsy for the book must have presented a pretty unique set of challenges in and of itself. How well does he communicate verbally? Uh, he stutters. And um, that was one. Of, it was a challenge for me. Uh, right. I, I had to I drove to Louisville, which is 100 miles from here. You know, a, num a lot of times, 12 or 15 different times, because I wanted to interview everybody that ever pretty much had anything to do with him, because 
I just didn't want to hear his story from him and his mother. I wanted the perspective from those others. Right. And so since he stuttered, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't able to use some software that you would normally use. Uh, so I recorded uh, every um, interview we had. And then I came back to up here in Northern Kentucky and transcribed it in order, you know, to be able to write the story. His, his mother, uh, Brenda, who is also credited in the story, Heart of a Lion, um, you know, I don't know her, Barry, you do now, must be an incredible lady because she was essentially, she and her husband were sold a bill of goods when they adopted this baby and it was totally not that. So, you know, there as a parent myself, you know, I'm thinking, geez, you look for all these, these things you look forward to with with your, your children. And, uh, she was not going to be able to see many of those because, you know, Willie is not, not what she bargained for. And yet she persevered. Tell me about his mother. Tell me about Brenda Burke. Well, Brenda is a unique person. The family's very religious. And in fact, what we, and so they prayed hard and she prayed when she found out that before the adoption, when Willie was in the hospital and they were going to take him home and she found out about a number of these problems, she prayed to the Lord to give her strength to decide whether they should adopt him or not. And uh, he made a revelation to her and they, she and her husband, Larry, did adopt Willie. Uh, when it came to, when they interviewed me, uh, the last question they asked me was, was I Christian? And I said, I was, and they said, well, we want to work with you. And I realized after interviewing them all, I did how much faith they had and how much they relied on direction from the Lord. And so when we wrote the book, I thought it was a good idea to have, uh, scriptures quoted at the beginning or end of each chapter that set the tone for that chapter. So, Brenda worked as a nurse, but at the same time, uh, in after when Willie was around 12 years old, she and her husband Larry divorced. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a well-known thing that special needs children are very hard on marriages, and right, right, it led to, it led to the end of their marriage. Wow, uh, and so I would imagine as a single mom of a son with cerebral palsy. Um, that's got to be years and years of hospital visits and physical therapy and speech therapy. Um, Did she have to retrofit uh, her house so that it was wheelchair accessible? Yeah, they have a ramp that uh, in the, in the back entrance of their home uh, for uh, him in the wheelchair, but the hardest thing for her was you're right. There was years he he had uh, 14 years of therapy, physical therapy, nearly wow. da- nearly daily physical therapy at the kids center in Louisville, Kentucky, that's run by the Cosair Hospitals. And she had to get him to the physical therapy or pick him up and and all. And but the hardest thing for her as he got older was he didn't have much use of his legs. And so she had to get him up out of the wheelchair and get him in the car and get him around the house. He, he rolls around the house in a, in a wheelchair 
uh, he can walk with a walker, but not very far, especially as he's gotten older. One of the hardest things you have if you can't use your legs as you get older and you get bigger, gravity takes a big toll on you. So sure. as he got older, it was difficult and it still is for him to get around. When he was younger, he had a number of different surgeries uh, because on his back, because he had a hand, his right, the hand on his right uh, arm was closed in a ball. And so they had to do uh, back there, uh, back surgery on him in order to get his hand to open up. So he's dealt with a lot of things and everything that he's dealt with, she's dealt with too. Yeah, I guess as a, uh, as a mom, and, and lots of folks wouldn't think about this, you know, when he's a little guy, she could carry him around. Mm-hmm. When he gets to be at a certain age, single mom can no longer carry around this, this strapping teenage boy. Yeah, that's correct. And then she's not a big person and she was 42 years old when she adopted him. So she's got so not a kid. You know, it's almost, yeah. It's, it was, it's hard for, her. and, uh, but you know, now it's a little easier for him because he, he now is uh, engaged to be married. So he has someone else that helps take care of him. Oh, that's great. The book is heart of a lion. It's the Willie Burton story made famous nationally uh, on ESPN. And in this book, heart of a lion, the award-winning book by author Barry Kinzel. Um, what surprised you about Willie Burton as you as you sat down and talked with him and interviewed him? I think probably his perseverance, because I often wondered where did that come from? And after a while, you get to know a person, and uh, you know, I guess I guess you draw courage from other people, uh, obviously him being in therapy as much as he was, he ended up, uh, at that, um, physical therapist operation. He ended up being like, like a, the poster child for the place. Everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. Hardly anybody is does therapy for 14 years. And so all the people that would come and go, he was, he was a, the person that would encourage them. And I, and it, it must have all evolved that between the uh, being able to wrestle on the team and the support of the, the teammates, what he suffered through all those years, he just developed a certain inward courage. And so when I was interviewing him for the book, I kept looking for that to determine, was this, was this real or, or what? <laughs> Or was this something that was just a temporary thing? But in the end, I realized that's his life. Barry Kinzel is our guest. He's the author of several award-winning books. We're talking right now about Heart of a Lion, the Willie Burton story, co-written with Willie and uh, Brenda Burton, Willie's mom. When uh, when you sat down to write this book uh, and, and you're telling the life story of someone, or at least a portion of their life, uh, I would imagine that carries uh, a certain gravitas. I mean, you want to get this thing right because it's going to outlive you. It's going to outlive Willie. This is essentially the historical record of, of this young man's journey. Did you feel that pressure at all as you put pen to paper to write this story? Oh, yes, I did. In fact, in the foreword uh, of the book, I mentioned how I came to get the, to get the job and then after I went 
down to Louisville and they said, you got the job. And I was driving a hundred miles back to Cincinnati. It's like, Oh my God, what have I done? You know, it's like, right, sure. You, you catch a fish that's too big for you to get in the boat almost. And so I just had to take a deep breath. And the fact that I had written before, this wasn't my first writing, but I had written two novels uh, and one was based um, on stories of my father's. I felt like I can do this. It, at the same time, I, I had a background because I had suffered with uh, physical handicap my whole life. And so I thought, well, I'm going to give this my best shot. And uh, it worked out. So so uh, your physical handicap, tell me about that. What is it that you have well, in common with Willie? Well, when I was uh, one year old, uh, back in uh, 1952, I contracted polio. So I was one of the people that, you know, n- now with COVID, everybody always talks about vaccinations and the polio vaccine. Well, I contracted it before the vaccine was available. So uh, I suffered, you know, with uh, operations and leg braces and all that until I could walk on my own. And so I had a, I had an understanding of what it was like for a person to have a physical handicap. So the, the sock vaccine for polio came out in the early fifties. So you must've just missed that. I did by about six months. Ah, oh, that's tough. Um, yeah. One more question about this book, the heart of a lion. Um, I wonder if you have a perspective having interviewed not only Willie and his mom, but as you said, his teammates and his coaches from the high school wrestling team. If you have a perspective on uh, the concept of, of, yeah, this is a sweet story. Um, Yes, he does, in fact, have the heart of a lion. But this is one of those things where, you know, they kind of gave it to him. And and is that fair to to the other kids that, that they sort of slid him in and, uh, you know, perhaps he shouldn't have made the team because he has no use of his legs and, and uh, you know, one of his arms doesn't work well. Do you have a thought on that? Do you, do you feel at all that, that they sort of slid him in there or did he deserve to be on that team? That's a good point, Burke, because that was one of the reasons that I wanted to interview his coaches and his teammates. And you can get a slant from a coach that's different than a teammate. Sure. Right. But when I talked to everybody, uh, that, that some of them almost got tears in their eyes talking about him because they thought, I don't know how this kid does this. And, uh, and so I realized that at that time that he wasn't just slid in. He, he earned everything that he got. In fact, after he won that, uh, one match, which I mentioned was on senior night. Um, he then the next, the next week was the uh, regionals in wrestling. And so he ended up, you know, losing his matches, but that region voted him the wrestler of the year. So, you know, he wasn't just being carried, you know, he was earning everything and he was an inspiration for everybody involved. And it it has to be interesting to be, the kid on the other side that wrestles a kid with cerebral palsy, you know, do they take it easy on him? What do their coaches say? Do they say, no, look, you got to look past that and get in there and, and win this match. Yeah. Um, did you talk to any of the opposing wrestlers? 
No, but um, I could tell based uh, on what how Willie described to me that uh, the other wrestlers that he wrestled with were res respected him, but there were times when he was losing in the first 30 or 40 seconds of a match, okay? They were out there going for it, and he had – he had somewhat of an advantage over some wrestlers, wrestlers because he had a lot of upper body strength that that was because he didn't have the leg strength. So they had to be very careful of him. But once they were able to turn him in a certain way and, and they were able to pin him. But but from what I saw, um, nobody nobody took it easy on him. In fact, what you get, what you have to re realize is his teammates wrestled against him. Uh, in practice. And so they had that perspective too. If you're a fan of, uh, of films like Rudy or a field of dreams, you'll love this book, heart of a lion journey of faith and courage story. Of Willie Burton, Barry Kinzel is the author and he's our guest on our big time talker podcast today. Visit Barry online at Barry K That's Barry K um, and I guess you were inspired enough by, by meeting Willie that you actually put together a sort of a, a companion piece, a children's book called Willie, a super friend where Willie is sort of this, uh, this, uh, animated superhero with a cape and a wheelchair. I love that concept. You know, that came about because when part of Willie's story because when you do a memoir, you want to cover it all. And he mentioned a number of many times about how much trouble he had. And his mother talked about it too, how much trouble he had with kids, both in school and on the playground relating to him. And it was because he was in a wheelchair. He was different. The kids, some of the kids didn't know how to play with him because he was different. Some were afraid they were going to hurt him. And so they kept talking about that a number of different times. It got in the book, Heart of a Lion, it got maybe a few sentences of reference. But after I wrote that, I decided, you know, probably what makes sense is let's do a children's book, you know, about that circumstance, because there's a lot of times kids don't know how to relate. And so we we I wrote that book and then it was based upon the fact that when Willie was growing up he always liked to dress up like you know Superman or Batman or or, or some action hero and people would pick him up when he was small and run around the room with him and he told me <laughs> one time that that was about the only time he could escape his handicap is right. when they were running around like he was flying. And so I thought, well, there's a connection. You know, he can be a super friend, as, as the book is titled. But then uh, we had some pictures uh, of him that are actually in the book um, in his uh, superhero costumes. And so when the book got illustrated, uh, we went with that theme as a superhero. Were there ever any challenges for you in, in communicating with him because of that, uh, that stutter that you mentioned, were you able to understand him pretty well? Yeah. What happens is you like everybody else in some respects, if you get nervous, you stutter more. So right. if he got used to me, it, it decreased, but also 
he has trouble with certain words. And so uh, if you avoided those words, you can carry on a conversation with him. But if he gets hung up on that word, that's when the stutter appears. So, you know, you get used to working with him. And plus, as I get used to understanding him and talking with him, it was not really a problem. I wonder if lots of folks, Barry, mistakenly believe that folks with cerebral palsy um, have uh, a mental handicap as well because of those speech issues. Did he deal with that? And did you, you know, run into folks uh, in interacting with Willie that thought, gosh, she's not only physically, but mentally handicapped as well? You know, we talked about that in the book that people think thought he was mentally retarded and he wasn't. Okay. And so it was a challenge for him. And we, and we refer to that. He'd have, he'd have people come up to him and talk to him real slow and real loud, <laughs> like he was deaf and, and everything else. And so he'd crack a joke back at him just to throw him off guard. <laughs> uh, the book Heart of a Lion is the uh, memoir of, of Willie Burton. Willie, a super friend, is an animated children's book where Willie becomes a superhero with a cape and a mask. And uh, it's a cute little children's book, uh, well illustrated. And and uh, I guess I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I guess one of the goals would be for kids to read this book and and accept others who are different than them mm-hmm. as being their equals, whether they're uh, disabled, whether they look different, whether they talk different. Is that was that sort of a goal for you in writing this thing? That's absolutely what the goal was. In fact, um, when we had it, when I had it illustrated. I even had it illustrated to be sure that it included all different races and creeds and stuff so that everybody can see, everybody can be friends, even if they are different. And, um, it, and, and as I told uh, a lot of people, um, how many children's books are based on a real person? So right. it, really, it really did give a good perspective on how a child understands another kid's disability and how to relate to them. You know, a book about how to get along with people who think differently than you. We may have to talk to your publisher and have them send a whole bunch of those up to Congress in Washington. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Willie, a super friend, is also a multi-award winner, a gold award from uh, Mom's Choice. Uh, In Creative Child Magazine gives it the Book of the Year Award for kids' storybooks on physical challenges, it's also an honorable mention with Reader's Favorite and and several others. So if you want to find out more about Willie Burton, pick up the memoir, Heart of a Lion, written by Barry Kinzel and also the children's book, Willie, uh, a super friend. Hey, Barry, we've got a few minutes left, uh, and I wanted to ask you about, uh, you mentioned earlier in the conversation, a book or books that you did about your dad. Um yeah that sort of helped you know that you could, you know, write this book. Um, But you said something I thought was interesting. You said it was a book about your dad, but you also uh, said it was a fiction book. Yeah, it was, it was, it's a novel based on a, a true story of my father's in 1932 when he was 12 years old. Now you got to realize 1932 is during the great depression. 
That's right. He lived here in Northern Kentucky and he hopped a freight train and went to New Orleans to see the Mardi Gras. How old was he? 12. 12? <laughs> 12 years old. Yeah. Wow. And so when I was growing up, the family didn't talk about it much because it was not very popular with my grandmother, as you could imagine. I can imagine. And so we never talked about it that much. And then I spoke occasionally after he retired, he and I'd have lunch and I asked him a few questions about it, uh, but, but not very much. And, and then, uh, unfortunately, after he passed away, I thought, you know, this is a pretty unique uh, family story. So I wrote, I did the research and uh, wrote the family story uh, and did a manuscript. And then the people that read it thought, man, you need to get this published. And so I, I did. I went through headline books and, and it got published and it won a lot of awards. In fact, the it won the uh, grand prize in the Great Southeast Book Festival. And my wife and I got to go to Hollywood to get the award. So I was off and running. I felt pretty good about all that. And so I thought, well, anytime you do a good job, you got to follow it up. So then I wrote the book, the novel called The Indian, which is he's one of the primary characters in that. And it has to do it's more fiction than the first one. But it has the Indian is a an antique Indian motorcycle, and so oh, got it. Okay, and so uh, the way it worked out is this setting, and this is 1940, right before World War II, and then he and his uh, buddy Schmidt end up in uh, the Navy in the in the South Pacific. One is a flyer, and my, and my father on a destroyer. And so I was able to use actual letters that he had written home during the war, you know, for a lot of the background in the story. So that worked out for me, too. We're talking with Barry Kinzel. Uh, he's the author of several books, including his debut novel, The Crossings. And it, it is a novel based on fact, true story of his dad, who uh, as a 12 year old hopped on a freight train right outside Cincinnati, traveled over a thousand miles to Nolens to see Mardi Gras. Yeah. What is the, the backstory there? Why as a 12 year old, it, did he decide to go to Mardi Gras? Was he a runaway? Was he running away from a bad situation or what yeah, possessed him to do that? In a sense, he was. His uh, father abandoned the family. And they said that happened, that happened a lot during the Great Depression. And so he ended up at 12 being the man of the house, helping to care for his mother and his sister. And he had, you know, part-time jobs after school and, you know, as a newspaper delivery and a pin setter and, and all those kinds of things. And then finally, from what I could figure, you know, the pressure just built up on him. He was a adventurous type of a person to start with. And so he ended up deciding that he wanted to go see Mardi Gras. And I know uh, throughout his life, he used to travel to New Orleans quite a bit. And I know he, he loved it down there. And so that would have been the place for him to go to, to escape. And so, you know, the, that whole story is what led up to it, which I mentioned, and then uh, how he got down there, all the people that helped him on the way, who helped him while he was down there and who helped him get back. He went on the LNN railroad, which, uh, you know, runs from up here in Northern Kentucky down to New Orleans. 
hopped on a freighter, like a, a 1940s, 1930s hobo, I guess. It, yep. it sounds like it's got uh, some pieces of uh, a Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn adventure in there. Is is it that does. a good comparison? Does it have a a Mark yeah. Twain kind of feel to that story? It it does. And uh, the fun part for me to write it was I felt like I was on the train. Okay. And so it, <laughs> it, it was a joy for me. And uh, it was, it was fun to write. You know, people can't, uh, I don't think many people anyway, can, can wrap their heads around just how desperate times were in the 1930s in the great depression. And, and my own father, my parents came of age during that time and uh, you know, what they ate and how much they ate was greatly dependent upon how well the garden did in the backyard um, and how much they could fatten up the pigs out back. There was no social safety net during the early part of the depression. And um, I wonder if your dad ever talked to you about, you know, how, how rough times were for them back then. Oh yeah. Anybody my age is loaded up with quotes from their parents about you guys got it so good back in the depression, it was this, or it was that. And so sure. somehow I remembered a lot of those anecdotes and I was able to include them in the book, which really made me feel good that I was quoting him, but also that was great perspective. That was right from the horse's mouth. And the follow-up book, the Indian, which, uh, you know, the Indian is a, an antique uh, Indian motorcycle um, is, is the story of your dad and, in World War II uh, as part of the greatest generation. And as we record this podcast, uh, it's right after the passing of Bob Dole, the, the right. great American statesman who was um, uh, severely injured in World War II. Um, my father also was a World War II and Korea vet who rarely ever talked about his time in the service. I wonder if, while you still had your dad around, if, if he shared any of those stories about his time in World War II in the South Pacific. Yeah, he did when we were kids. And when I did research for that book, and it's amazing now what you can find on the internet, you can find all the historical records. And quite frankly, I thought a lot of his stories may have been embellished, but I found out they really weren't. <laughs> and, and, and the destroyer he was on, which was the USS Anderson, uh, they were in all those big battles out there at Iwo Jima and all. And I would, and I would read about those, his ship in those battles. And then I also had his perspective of what was going on as a seaman there. So yeah, it it was great uh, that, that he was able to, and did tell us kids, you know, basically, you know, the stories as you sat at his knee, he told you, all those things. And just a, a young, young man thrust into this world war and, and all those dangers. And, and I, you know, I think about that often when I look back at those pictures of my own father, I mean, hell, he was just a kid, you know, he enlisted when he was 16 years old mm -hmm. um, and, and had to have his parents, you know, sign to allow him to go in because they were so desperate for guys. Um, yeah. As, as an older guy, uh, looking back on it all, uh, what do you think your, your dad thought about his time in the service? Was he like most of those guys? And he sort of did the uh, the greatest generation, played it down. I was just my job, and that's why I was there to do it. Or or did he uh, uh, get a little more expansive with you about it? You know, 
he, he, my dad was not a chest thumper. So he, what he would tell me is, for example, uh, he enlisted in December, 1941, right after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Right. And he went over there, you know, the next day and, uh, and told me that over in Cincinnati on government square, that the line for, for recruiting was two blocks long and four men wide. And he wow. said they couldn't even get everybody in. And so he had to come back and then he ended up, uh, um, his first day was, uh, the day after Christmas is when he, uh, went to the great lakes, uh, Naval station. So, but he never, he talked it, he talked about it like it was, um, routine, you know, he, he was not bragging about anything. And I used to ask him, I said, and he used to tell me that his time in the Navy was 50% boredom and 50% fear. So, yeah. <laughs> a lot of boredom followed by sheer terror. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the books, if you like historical fiction to check out from Barry Kinzel are the crossings and the Indian, which focus in on, on his dad. And of course the, the sports uh, books, heart of a lion, the Willie Burton story and Willie, a super friend, the children's book based on the life of this incredibly inspiring individual. Hey, one last question about Willie. Are you still in touch with him? And you said he's engaged to be married now. What what's happening in his life now that he's out of school? Well, he works for Amazon down there in Louisville. Uh, yeah, I am in touch because between book shows and him being honored at different things where uh, books are being sold and whatnot. So I'm pretty much every month in contact with him. And, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's moving on. Uh, it's, he, it was, it's very satisfying that he found someone, uh, that he loves and is getting married. And that, that does help take a strain off of his mother because his mother, you know, is, is getting old and she had a hard time, you know, managing uh, him physically. So now he's got someone his own age and uh, I think that'll work out. Oh, that's great. And Barry Kinzel is our guest today on the big time talker podcast from the blog talk radio network and brought to you by uh, speakermatch.com. So up next for you, you just wrapped up uh, writing a book. It hasn't come out yet about one of the, the, the great athlete entertainers of my childhood. And we're talking about uh, one of the Harlem Globetrotters from their golden era in the 1970s, 1980s, Nate Branch, who played with Curly Neal and Meadowlark Lemon. And, and gosh, it seemed like every Saturday you would see Nate and those guys on ABC's Wide World of Sports uh, with Howard Cosell playing on the back of an aircraft carrier or, uh, you know, playing for the Queen of England. What were those conversations like with Nate Branch? Those must have been incredible, incredible stories he had to tell you. I enjoyed writing this with him. First of all, he's such a great guy. And, you know, we had to do all the interviews by Zoom because he's in Oakland and I'm here near Cincinnati. Plus, you know, with the pandemic, uh, we couldn't get together. But his stories are incredible because, you know, it's like what, you know, like when the things that you mentioned Burke about, 
the globe trotters are like at a 10,000 foot level, but when you're down in the weeds writing somebody's story, it's pretty amazing the things that you think, man, he's telling me this, but I don't know that anybody else knows all these details. And so it was really fun. The hard thing that I had in writing that one was when you're talking to somebody that, and he's 76 years old, okay, it was hard for me to get the chronologies right because he would get, the more that I interviewed him, he would remember more things. And so when I'd follow up, you know, and we did a, a weekly interviews, he'd start telling me about something that he remembered because we triggered the thought after the, uh, an initial interview. And then I'd be going, now, when did this happen? When did that happen? And then uh, it was because he was, it was in such detail, but I was able to corroborate a lot of the information by doing research online. And every once in a while, I'd have to go back and say, I think you got your dates wrong on this. <laughs> And the, well, I mean, look, the guy lived this incredibly rich, rich life and, and yeah. uh, you know, traveling with the Globetrotters for over a dozen years. He must have, uh, you know, encountered a million uh, famous people, interesting people oh. and, and saw, you know, I would imagine probably six of the seven continents uh, he, out there. on the he, road knows, he knows a lot of people. And but the thing that impressed me the most about Nate was the genuine yeah. relationships that he had with some of his teammates that, that, you know, they basically loved each other. They were like brothers and they shared a lot. And, and, and from my interviewing him, I could tell he's a genuine person. And, you know, this, this was real. The book about Nate branch is due for release in spring 2022. Barry Kinzel is the author of that book, along with Willie, a super friend, Heart of a Lion, and the two books that are historical fiction novels set in the 30s and 40s about his dad, The Crossings and The Indian. So yeah. and, and uh, Bert, a writer's want, life. Yeah, go ahead. I want to mention that uh, I've also written a sequel to The Indian called A Whisper in the Wind. So hopefully that's out in the spring, too. Oh, I was going to ask you what was next for you. So you've got two books that are due in, in 2022. Uh, yeah. So with a, a writer's life, you're out doing book signings. Those have come back as, as uh, COVID is, is beginning, hopefully to wane a little bit. Um, what are you writing now? What's, what's next uh, to come from Barry Kinzel after those two books come out in spring of next year? Um, I'm hoping to write the fourth in the series. Uh, of the the crossings the indian a whisper in the wind i'm i'm gonna write a fourth one and then i think i'm finished with that series do you write every day barry yeah. do you uh do you have to wait for inspiration to hit you for folks who are listening that, that may say to themselves gosh i got a book in me you know what is your process how do you do it well you have to be regimented about it because it's like any other project you do you got to get started but sometimes once you get started you kind of feel okay now i got i got to do something i got i'm i'm under pressure here i'm putting pressure on myself to to perform and but i don't write every day in fact i always tell people i'm a better winter writer than i am a summer writer you can probably figure out why that is pretty systematic about it that but what i do is uh, there's a lot of times where I feel more inspired than others. I, I know, I think I write better in the morning than I do in the evening. So 
uh, I try to work around that too. Barry Kinzel has been our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast. Fine writer, fine novelist, and uh, he's got a lot going. Give everyone that website again where folks can find you, Barry. It's uh, www.barrykbooks.com. Barrykbooks.com for author, award-winning author, I should say, Barry Kinzel uh, with Headline Books. And you can also find his books available theheadlinebooks.com, amazon.com, and bookstores everywhere. Hey, thanks for spending time with us today, and best of luck with the new books as you head into the new year. Thank you, Burke. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. And to all of you who are listening today to the Big Time Talker podcast, brought to you by speakermatch.com. I'm Burke Allen. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.